Welcome to Warriors of Wazdi. We are the Kings of Qwerty, the Regents of Ram, the Fledglings of Flight Sticks, the Gandhi of Gamepad, and the PC Pasture Race. I am Middle Click Mike. I'm with Alt Tab Adam and Catalytic Converter Dan. Why is it always got to be cars, Mike? No, I'm pretty sure my computer does have a catalytic converter. <laughs> Can you hear it? Yeah. It's right. purring. Uh, it's it's purring. It's something. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about the intellectual, philosophical, quizzical, relational, and historical parts of PC gaming. Because PC gaming has 40 plus years of content. So we so, could probably do 40 plus years of episodes if we wanted to. <laughs> I can get behind that. Yes. Uh, starting with uh, 1979. So we are part of a network called Campus 180, a safe, loving, and passionate Christian community that wants to draw people near with good talks and great life skills. College kids and young adults, head over to 180 Fun on Discord. It's also in the bio. Or we're on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash 180fun, also going to be in the bio. So come and hang with us. And that one is spelled O-N-E, not the number one. Yeah, for all, all you confused. Finally, we are a cousin of the Retrologic Podcast which is owned and operated by the good, my good bud, Dan Retrologic. He inspired me to take a look at what game historians are playing and all that good retro stuff. Um, so you can look up his stuff on Podchaser. But please, 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 while you're on Podchaser, give us a five-star rating and subscribe to us on your app of choice. We're on Apple, Android, Spotify, maybe Ham Radio. Not sure yet. I know, but that sure sounds tasty. Yes. <laughs> it's it's gluten-free. Mm. Anyways, so, how are my buds doing? I mean, I just woke up maybe 45 minutes ago, so I'm tired and hungry and ready to get this done. Tired, hungry, a little <laughs> confused. Amen. Very confused. Have to go to the bathroom. A little in love. I already did that. (laughs) Yeah, a little in love with you, Mike. A little gassy. I realize that we don't have a camera. I just for uh, your your uh, understanding of what just happened. I winked at my computer screen. I felt it actually. Ah, yeah. Incredible. Well, enough messing around. Shall we get this thing on the road? Yes. So uh, you might have noticed that uh, last or two weeks ago, uh, we were kind of heading in a direction that wanted to be about retro PC gaming. But we said, you know what? Uh, My co-hosts are too smart and they know new games. So let's include new games and old games into our talk. And so I just wanted to add that little that little blueberry of information. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as with all things, we're a constantly living and changing organism. And 
you know, we're, you know, we're, if we were stagnant, we, you know, we wouldn't land on a formula that we were happy with. So, um, we think we, we think we have arrived there. Yes. So, yeah, well, and also, uh, what we talked about last week, uh, with not last week, last time, um, we, we were saying that there's been so many games that's been released in the, the PC and just the gaming industry. And, uh, not that we have a limited amount of options in the retro game sphere, but, uh, you can't talk about some, uh, retro games without the games that they've led to, uh, and like Ooh. built up. Yes. Like, how can we talk about first person shooters without talking about the original doom? Absolutely. Uh, also, there's the fact that I really wanted everyone to play Arx Fatalis because there was a free one made by the community called Arx Liberalus. I'm probably butchering that. But I clicked download and it said, uh, you know, this contains a Trojan virus. So, you know, I don't really trust the free retro games that are out there. So why not just talk about my own uh, library and you guys can talk about your own library and we don't have to talk about Trojan viruses. Beautiful. Beautiful. I can get behind that. Yeah. Amen. So what's everybody playing? What a, what a great question. Um, you know, there, there's so many games um, on my playlist, but I, I wanted to, to highlight something and uh, kind of, I, I could have sworn. Did somebody talk about a uh, a mobile game last week? The last time, did I? I was gonna gush about one in a huge, huge way, but you you continue talking. Perfect. Uh, well, I've been I've been playing this awesome football game called uh, Retro Bowl <laughs> on uh, on my phone. It plays very much like a like an old school Tecmo Bowl situation. Uh, you know. You, but the the game is really really fleshed out. You can um, there's like a, a front office option where you can you know control who coaches your team. You can sign players, mm-hmm. you draft players. Um, you can even upgrade your stadium and your training processes, and you kind of just lead a, a a football team to the to the Super Bowl. And it's it's a heck of a lot of fun. And uh, there's like a, a free version that has pretty much everything you everything that I talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the paid version. I think it's not more than three dollars, um, and uh, it's it's wonderfully fun. The graphics are chunky and very, like I said, techmobile, but they're mm-hmm. very they're modern. They're they're fresh, and and it looks good on a a screen. So yeah, um, that's one of the my my mobile games of choice. Mm-hmm. It's art for the sake of art retro. Exactly. That's great. What was the... There was a football game where you could manage everything, even like the price of hot dogs at the stadium? That's really funny. Um, I, I'm i not... No, I, I... That sounds familiar. Like, I, I definitely know something like that exists, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah. yeah to me, that just sounds like... Uh, <laughs> You combine Roller Coaster Tycoon with Sports Management Sim. Yes. Is it possibly Football Tycoon? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, whatever it is, it, uh, I'd probably just hang out near the 
the hot dog price adjuster. That would be my thing. I would uh, do I would do that uh going on a little bit of bunny trail, but uh in Zoo Tycoon I would um artificially inflate my income by adjusting my hot dog stand prices by <laughs> literal hundreds of dollars. I would set it to a dollar until I got a massive line. Then I would inflate it to like $300 until I didn't have a line anymore. Then I'd set it to a dollar again. Nice. I I really <laughs> like that you have Zoo Tycoon hacks. <laughs> I really like that. It's exactly what people tune into this podcast for. Right. Man, that is... That is some greedy capitalist like <laughs> well, how old were you how old were you when you figured this out? Oh, I don't know. I was probably like when did Tycoon come out? Probably when I was like seven or eight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man, all I did in that game was open the fence between the sheep and the lion. <laughs> I would put fences, so <laughs> I would put a fence in front of the uh, the entrance of the zoo, and then I'd release the tigers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, wow! Leave it to uh, stem games to make us into oh, serial yeah. killers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, or like in the Sims, taking away the the stairs into the pool. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh man, you see that episode on 2020. Mhm. <laughs> the pool killer. <laughs> That's great. Uh what about you guys? What are you guys playing? Um Dan, you you go first. Uh I've been playing this uh, game called uh was it Vampire Survivor? I think is what it's called. Uh, mm. It's a little indie game that uh, was released like a month ago, uh, maybe a little bit uh, longer ago than that. But it's a um, so it's an isometric game. Uh, so you're looking top down, um, and you're it's all like this pixel art, uh, and you have to survive waves of enemies, and uh, you get weapon. You get one basic weapon, um, and there's like nine different characters that you can play as per round uh, or mm-hmm. per game. And you just try and survive for, I think it's 20 minutes, and then uh, a vampire comes in and kills you. Wait, that always happens? That always happens uh, after 20 minutes. How do you win? Uh, so it's a... Every time you die, you get money to buy upgrades. Uh, uh, there it technically is a infinite uh, game mode. I haven't really touched that, so I have no idea. I've been playing uh, the, the other maps. Mm-hmm. You basically... Yeah, it's- yeah, you explain that like Frogger, but like instead of going on the lily pad to end it, you get eaten by an alligator. <laughs> uh yeah, and uh the the cars that are coming by, you you can throw axes or you have a a bible that flies around you killing ghosts that are trying to attack you. 
you can also be become a real stinky boy and uh you can get some garlic uh and that deals area of effect damage based on how stinky you are <laughs> yep uh i hope it's called a real stinky boy <laughs> i that's what i call him uh no. and funnily enough the character that starts with the garlic uh he's an old man nice Wow. Uh, yeah. It's great. And they uh the the guy who makes it, he's been putting in a bunch of updates recently, so there's that too. God bless the updates. Mm-hmm. Well Oh yeah. So it's now beautiful. Now's my turn to gush about uh Google Play Pass. So um, I would never consider the best video games on an Android phone. Um, but I seem to have found one that I'm hooked to. So I got the Google Play Pass. It's $5. They have an immense library of games. Some are even PC ports, um, like t- Titan Quest. And there was this one game that was just kind of lingering there called Ticket to Earth. And I'm like, ooh, it must be a sequel to that boring board game, Ticket to Ride. Um, But, you know, I saw it so many times, I finally picked it up, and I learned that it was like a Mars RPG game. But it's like, like, so it's part of it is tile matching, and the other part is tactics. So the, the more tiles you match, the stronger your attack is. And so you're supposed to you're supposed to walk along the t- so it's like this big grid of tiles and you're supposed to walk along the tiles that match so that you appear in front of your enemy so that you have the best attack um and that you're in the best place to not be attacked and um with each tile you step on you a different ability like grows power so if i step on enough heart tiles i get this healing power you know enough fist tiles i get this like super attack and so it's it's like it puts together like tile matching like the love of tetris um with an rpg tactics game and it just sets it on mars with this really cool story about someone revolting on mars and causing a mass genocide uh oh, what's this called again? Where can I play this game? It's called uh, Ticket to Earth. Ticket to Earth. Yeah, it seems like it should be on a PC, but it's made perfect for like finger. So I would say everybody just get get your free month of Google Play Pass, and just play it for a month and. I, I would say out of all the games I've played and tried to get into, like this one just has me hooked. It looks like a lot. Well, I didn't take a look at it. It sounds really fun. Yeah. It sounds great. It's my kind of RPG. Easy, <laughs> easy battles. Well, not easy, but like, you know, you don't have to walk and solve puzzles. You're right in the battle. It gives you enough story. If you care, you care. If you don't, you can skip it. And just enough customization to feel like you're making a difference. 
Oh, the game looks like uh, Bejeweled, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And if you don't like that game on Google Play Pass, you can get uh, Dungeon Hunter, or no, Monster Hunter. Uh, what's the kids' version? Stories. Yes, Monster Hunter Stories 2. It's, it's not really a kids' version. It's chibi. Just because it's chibi doesn't make a kid's version. Like, that's what Final Fantasy Tactics is, and I wouldn't say that Final Fantasy Tactics is a kid's game. No. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, when I say it's for kids, I mean you're not chopping off lizards' heads, but you're more like training them to chop <laughs> off other animals' heads, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're You're making your own little monster. Yeah, right. My Little Monster. Also a good game. (laughs) Beautiful. Yes. Which brings us to our next... Our next part is... We're going to include in our podcast some gaming news. So, you know, post-date, May 17th. Adam, what is in the game news today? Man, I got... I got some good news, and I have some uh-oh news. What do you guys want to hear? I want to hear the uh-oh news. Yeah, let's rip off the Band-Aid. Right off. And then, you know, we'll, we'll soothe it with some happier, happier news later. Um, but, and, uh, so, this this question, or this, this part as this is two parts for me. Uh, the first is, uh... Have you guys heard of a, a little company called Activision Activision Blizzard? Yes. Yes. You say here. They make yeah. that three Vikings game. <laughs> um <laughs> Exactly. Um Well then you might also know that uh Activision Blizzard has been in the news a lot recently in recent years. And not for great stuff. Um just uh a quick Google search of their name will pull up uh, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing lawsuit, <laughs> um, another lawsuit with the Equal Opportunity Commission of laid-off employees, um, their various um, legal battles with Raven Software about unionization, and... Um, the the CEO Bobby uh, Kodak, who's allegedly participated and covered up in sexual harassment, and it's also facing a wrongful death lawsuit. <laughs> um, so suffice to say, you know, Activision Blizzard has um had a, a pretty toxic work environment for a while. I feel like that's pretty publicly well known. Um, but the um. Recently, they they hired on a um, a new head of diversity, equity, and inclusion. They hired someone named um, uh, Kirsten Hines, who's um, you know had some other work in in the industry. But do you think um, do you think that this um, well, first of all, has Activision Blizzard's actions in the past affected? If you play their games, like, do you still play Activision Blizzard games? Hmm. 
I think it was you oh. guys that were telling me that uh, that you really liked Overwatch because it had like different body types, especially on males and females, and yeah. different like it used some elderly people <laughs> and some yeah, right, young right. people. Right, right, right. They weren't all, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Left for Dead, or not Left for Dead. <laughs> that's that's something different. Dead or Alive uh, beach swimsuit volleyball models. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that there were aspects. I, I think the, the product of the games that they were coming out with, I, I think the I think the people, the good people at, at Blizzard, the employees, and did a did a good job, but um, I really do think, as a whole, as a as a as a game producer, I do feel like the the gaming community kind of took stock of it, and and yeah, I I feel like a lot of people kind of left Activision Blizzard games. I don't know what what were you, Dan? We never really played a lot of the Activision Blizzard games. Um ironically enough uh adam and i we we grew up playing mainly nintendo games um the one of the first games i uh really remember playing and what got me hooked on gaming was legend of zelda ocarina of time um Mm. and like that that entire series like uh super mario 64 the uh the nintendo ds port um and then Animal Crossing and Advance Wars Stool Strike, um, Kirby, uh, Kirby Air Ride on the GameCube. Um, I I can just go on and on and on about all these Nintendo games that I played. Right, um, so suffice to say, no, nothing has changed yeah, for you. <laughs> nothing has really changed much for me. Okay. So, I mean, I I applaud them for you know trying to take some steps in a in a at least a positive direction but um, i guess this is a a developing story and you know i I know it's hard especially i think this is a conversation that keeps happening especially around video game producers especially with things like crunch you know uh, naughty dog famously got flack for um it the treatment of its employees towards Mm -hmm. the, the end of the release of the last of us part two um and Naughty Dog is a, a very reputable company, and same thing with CD Projekt Red. Um, yeah, when, you know Cyberpunk was coming around, so you know I, I think the the treatment of employee video game employees is a conversation that's unfortunately or fortunately you know is, is gonna keep happening until we you know the they're able to figure it out I guess. Mm-hmm. This this Catherine Hines, she needs she, she probably knows what she's getting into. So oh, they, they probably stacked like so many promises like we'll treat you so good, you're so important. Right. You know. And I can't imagine like any emergencies where like, Kristen, get into our office, we're having a diversity nightmare. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know that and that's part of the problem. Right, like a lot of these companies will just pay lip service to wanting to to have change, but will they actually have change? Who knows? Yeah. Okay, uh, on to happier news. Um, 
Do you guys like Star Wars? I love Star Wars. Heard of it. I think my cousin watches it. <laughs> I know you're uh, a bigger fan of the other Disney uh, sci-fi adventure series, the the Black Hole. But um, yes. for the rest of us, we're we're pretty excited um, about Star Wars video games, especially uh, how recently you know there was some turmoil that a lot of the the Lucas stuff, considering that we were talking about Monkey Island last time. Um, Oh, the the rights to the LucasArts Star Wars games um, kind of well, went up in the air. So companies can look to you know, purchase some new uh, or to, to start creating some new Star Wars content. But those of you who enjoyed Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, um, there's a new a sequel coming out in February, March of 2023. It's supposed to be called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And um, it looks like it's gonna just continue. Hopefully, we'll we'll wrap up the uh, the Jedi Fallen Order um, uh, story, and maybe we'll even see some beloved characters on the current television series runs. Maybe we'll see the Mandalorian. Maybe we'll see Ahsoka. Who knows? But you know, great, exciting news for Star Wars video game fans. That we are getting some new content in the coming year. Great. So there was, you know, if you go onto the Nintendo Switch store and you go to Coming Soon, there's this like this unlike very vague Star Wars game that's always says to be announced. It's like I don't know. I think it's a free to play Star Wars game, and I'm like, when is this game going to come out? Yeah, who who knows? Nintendo Nintendo always does just like they're always so secretive with their releases and they're always temperamental about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't mess with Nintendo. No, they will sue you and enjoy yes. it. <laughs> yes. Ah. All right. Is that the news for today? That is the news. All right, let's get quizzical. Quizzical, quizzical. <laughs> All right. So this is our special little games where contestants on this show have to guess the score that popular game online publication GameSpot gave to a PC game. As many know, GameSpot rates things on a scale from 1 to 10 with a decimal value right after it. The closest to get the score without going over is the winner. Well, you know what? I'm going to disinclude the going over thing because mm. you guys always go over but just to make things interesting if someone nails the score with 100% accuracy I will change my name on discord to the name of their choosing and that is why my name right now is Ricardo on our 180 fun discord Yeah. <laughs> so Adam you nailed it that time uh, yeah Dan how are you feeling I'm ready to get some revenge, Mike. All right. Well, here's our five games to rate. So according to GameSpot, 
What rating did they give Elder Scrolls Redguard? Oh, man. Um, wait, wait, wait. Here's oh, the tagline that goes with it. The excellent story, unique puzzles, and addictive swordplay help make Redguard an immensely rich and enjoyable adventure. Man. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Redguard, that... That that had to have come out... That had to have come out, what? 2005? Oh, I, I think it was a 90s baby, wasn't it? If you look at the graphics, ugh. <laughs> maybe, maybe 2005. So, so it had to have been Elder Scrolls, Daggerfall. I'm just trying to picture, trying to get the timeline in my head. Um, Redguard had to have been like the third one in the series, right? Mm. Before, definitely before Oblivion. Probably before Daggerfall. Was um, it before Morrowind? Yeah, probably before Morrowind. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, man, I I just got a picture for it. Um, and this is for for what for PC for the PC. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go and what uh what site are we using? Gamespot. Gamespot. I feel like they they look on stuff pretty favorably. Um, they don't like to rock the boat too much. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say with that review. I give it a, an 8.7. Excellent choice. Uh, Dan, what do you think? I I also think that it's one of the, the earlier Elder Scrolls. And also, um, I believe there is a Skyrim expansion that has to do with the Red Guard, right? Nope. Correct me if I'm wrong, no? No Red Guard DLC. No. Dawn Guard is what you're thinking of. Dawn Guard, that's what it was. Keep breaking their promise about Red Guard. (laughs) Um, So there goes my theory uh, and the basis for my score. (laughs) But let's just continue down that train of thought and imagine there's a Red Guard DLC. (laughs) Um, But uh, there is a Red Guard um, character that you can play as, right? Yeah, Red Guard is a, a race of people. A race, that's what it is, yeah. A race of people. Um, and typically speaking, um, when games don't do well, um, or movies or whatever, um, companies tend to try and cover a Cover it up and pretend it never happened. Um, E.T., I'm looking at you. Um, (laughs) uh, And with it being such an old game and uh, they've kept the the Red Guard uh, lore around, um, I, I I think it has a pretty good chance of being highly rated. Uh, but I don't think it's an 8.7. Uh, I think it's an 8.4. Excellent. Are you guys ready for the answer? Yes, sir. All right. Dan, you got that. It's 8.1. Ooh. Oh. Close. Right. Moving we on to the next one. We both still broke, though. <laughs> 
All right, the next game is Star Trek Elite Force 2. The follow-up to Activision's Quake 3-powered Elite Force will take place in the same universe as The Next Generation. Wow. Um, man. Uh, okay, okay. This one's a shot in the dark. It really is. Um, uh, 7.4. Interesting. Can, you, re- so can it, you repeat the tagline for me? A follow-up to Activision's Quake 3-powered Elite Force will take place in the same universe as The Next Generation. No Captain Kirk. It feels too, like, not factual. It it, it doesn't feel like a, it's a good or a bad thing. It just feels like it is what it is. I think I'm going to have to go. Let's go with a 7.9. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dan, you nailed it. 7.9. Yes. <laughs> there uh, we go. My name is Jamie. There again. we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Wow. Okay. Adam, you have to get these next three. Oh, I will. Okay. So this is made by the Half-Life team. So that's my little my little add-on to this game. So this game is called Gunman Chronicles by Sierra. Uh, and they say, though it's worth considering that this game was essentially developed by a group of amateur designers, there are many first-person shooters available that are much more worthwhile. Oh, man. Um... Can the Half-Life team do wrong? The That sounded like a, a tagline for when someone is trying to be polite, <laughs> but they yeah. didn't they didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, uh give me give me the description again. Uh- Though it's worth considering that this game was essentially developed by a group of amateur designers, there are many first-person shooters available that are much more worthwhile. Translation, the guys who were making this weren't really sure how to make a video game, so maybe you should pick another one. Man, it's it sounds like they weren't the biggest fans of it. Five... Hmm. 5.7? 5.7. 5.7. Oh, wow. Okay, Dan, what do you think? Well, seeing as how there's not a new Half-Life game, um, (laughs) and uh, when when did this game come out? I I want to say that it was back when Half-Life was part of Sierra, or like the Half-Life team was with Sierra. And this was before, or maybe it was like right after Half Life. All right. Yeah. 
I, okay, I'm starting to remember. Um, it like I remember there was a lot of conversation over like, oh, hey, this is going to be an in between product game mm. uh, before the new Half Life comes out, which still hasn't come out. Mm-hmm. Um, It just like people talked about it for a week and then no one talked about it again. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree that's going to be low. But I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go low, low. I'm going to go 4.8. 4.8? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, the closest was Adam. Oh, a 5.7. The game actually got a 5.8. No way. Oh, no. I looked up some pictures right now, mm-hmm. and it does not look great. Yes, it is, <laughs> it is neither Gunman or Chronicling. <laughs> it is tough. So the next game is Resident Evil 4. Okay, but... Okay. Yes. Now, this is before the remaster. So, Resident Evil 4's strong gameplay somehow manages to survive despite a lazy porting job that will leave some PC owners wondering what all the fuss was about. Okay, so this is the the PC port, not the... Okay, okay. Okay. They came out with a remaster, like, 2010. right. Right. Yeah, because I was gonna say like the the GameCube version and the other versions are probably like are the nine point five and higher. Yeah. But PC, I I do remember people being very excited and then very disappointed. Um, I'm gonna give this like a, a six point two. Hmm. All right, Dan. All right. <sighs> I'm I'm going to give it a little bit more leeway than Adam is. Mm-hmm. I think people were disappointed, but hopeful um, for some kind of um, patch, even though patches weren't really a thing around that time. But that's besides the point. My my gut instinct was to go with a 6.8. So I'm going to stick to that. That was the first thing that popped up in my head. These are Final Fantasy VIII ratings. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, the real score was 7.8. Wow. Oh. Dan, you were the closest. I and was the- either going to go 6.8 or 7.2. Ah, you know what? You You still nailed it. Either way, yeah. All right. So, Adam, your only hope is to get this next one right on the button and change my name. Um, Amen. So this next game is a game that I hope we talk about sometime in our lifespan. It's called Age of Mythology. And this is what GameSpot has to say about it. Featuring lots of interesting, inventive design decisions, plenty of fun-to-use units, and a tons of variety, Age of Mythology is the last real-time strategy game you'll need for a long time. 
Wow. I do remember seeing that a while ago. It was around the same time as uh, Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution, right? I I don't know about Civilization. I just remember having this in my house. Uh, <laughs> no, Age of, yeah, Age of yeah. Mythology. Those came out like around like Crusader Kings and okay, um, Rise of Rome or whatever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's like early two thousands. Um, on GameSpot, Age. Of, I know that they made several of these. Which one was this the first one? It's just the first one. The vanilla. The vanilla. I'm going to give this a, uh, people, this is a a respected series. People played it. I'm going to give it an eight. So just a pure eight. Pure eight. Okay. Dan. I'm going to go with a 8.4 because I, I think it's, uh, getting up there and i believe the sequels probably did better mm-hmm. so i'm All gonna right. go with this uh 8.4 well y'all have you know GameSpot thought this game was a 9.2 Ooh, oh i was so close yes they love this game and i can understand why it's the only uh rts that actually got my attention <laughs> But Dan, you wiped the board four out of five, and you get to change my name. So I, I'll have to give it a, a thought for a little bit. All right, you're you're not gonna treat the audience with the name. Uh, uh, I, I maybe you can promise at the end of the uh, episode you'll have a name. Well, I, I was thinking I I I wanted to stick with some sci-fi. Right, because it was a sci-fi game that I got that that on. Sure. Well, sure. Uh, so I I was thinking either Jar Jar, Jar or Picard. Yeah. Oh, one of them. You would is, love is a name of great honor. The other is a Star Trek character. I, <laughs> I, I think I want to want your nickname to be Darth Jar Jar. Darth Jar Jar. Writing that down. All right. Darth Jar Jar. All right. I lost the contest. I feel like we've all won with that new name for you. (laughs) Darth Jar Jar. I feel evil, but incompetent. Amen. (laughs) Moving on. Yes. So on to our next game, Real Mod or Fake, where I tell you if a modification to a game... Um, I explain one to you, and you tell me if it's real or I just made it up. All right, and this is a group game, so you guys have to collaborate. So are you ready for the first one? Hit us. So on the PC hack of Zelda Breath of the Wild, there's a mod that turns Link into Woody and his hang glider into Buzz Lightyear. Uh... That's got to be real, right? Like that's 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 too perfect. Too uh, it's too. To be it's. I think it's too too specific. I think it's a Buzz Lightyear glider, but no Woody. Hmm. I think it's two separate mods, not just one mod. 
I think Mike is trying to play the system here. That's my thought. I love uh, what do you think? I I disagree, but I'll I'll go with you. Okay. You're going fake. All right. Yes. Moving on to the next one. There's a game mode in Left 4 Dead where you can play freeze tag with a room full of witches. I feel like that's vague enough to be true. <laughs> yeah, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. I feel like there's probably a solid 20 people in the world that wanted that. And they all like conspired together to make it. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing about Left 4 Dead mods is that it doesn't matter if people want it, it exists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, the third one. In Command and Conquer, red alert, you can turn every enemy base into Putin's house. So the house where Putin lives. The house where Putin poots. <laughs> um, um yeah, that's gotta be real, right? Yeah. I mean right, right that that just feels like something the internet would troll to do. It it just feels right for Command and Conquer Red Alert. If you especially think like it happens. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. I'm right there. All right. All right, this one, get ready for it. In Doom 2, you can play a level modeled after Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. 100% true. Based on how much the internet and society at large loves that show, I'm going to say yes. All right. Putting down real. All right. In NBA 2K14, you can play as the Space Jam team Bugs, Jordan, Porky Pig, and Daffy Duck. And that girl, that girl bunny. Lola. Yes. Yeah, what's the what's the point of mods if you can't play as a Looney Tune? <laughs> yeah. And like who doesn't want that as a team? Right? I I have to give like if this isn't a mod, you know what you have to do. Internet, we call upon thee. <laughs> so we were saying real. Yes. Okay. And finally, the Pikmin hack on PC makes it multiplayer where warring Pikmin tribes consume one another. Man. Dan's the, the Pikmin expert on the show. Um, but I could have sworn I've seen this in real life. Like a, a legal dog like, fights? Yeah, no, no, that uh, no, that I, I I've seen this in the wild. Um, I want to say that that's true. I don't know, Dan. What do you think? I'm not too. I, so I play. I like playing Pikmin, but the problem is, I never really played online with people. I just, I just enjoyed the game for what it was. I only played the game. I never really thought about like if this game had mods or not, not until this very moment in time. <laughs> yes. I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, we're talking so about I a have game. no idea. Yeah, we're talking about a game that was popular on GameCube with a PC. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna uh, give it to Adam and say it probably is true. I don't see why not. Like, uh, people love Pokemon, and uh, at the time, Pokemon, uh, even now, Pokemon's huge. So I, I don't know why people aren't like, I wonder who would win, the yellow yeah. electric Pikmin, yeah. or the the fat purple ones. Let's have them so, fight. So, so I, yeah, yeah. Your your results is one fake and five real. So yes. let's let's see how yep. you did. So on the PC hack of Zelda Breath of the Wild, there's a mod that turns Link into Woody and his hang glider into Buzz Lightyear. You said fake. The answer is real. Oh, I knew it. I knew I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes. I thought it was too, too specific. Yes. Well, this next one is vague. There's a game mode in Left 4 Dead where you can play freeze tag with a room full of witches. I made that up on the spot. Aww. You said real. It's fake. Yes. Mm. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll exist. It'll be real. Yeah. yeah. There, there has to be a programmer who's listening and just be like, I'll show Mike. <laughs> this one's for Adam and Dan. Yes. In Command and Conquer Red Alert, you can turn every enemy base into Putin's house. You think it, you said it was real. I made it up. No. Now that, now that I listen to how you said it again, every enemy base, usually it's all bases. That's what it would have been. Not uh, all enemies, just all bases would become Putin's house. Now that, ah, ah, I should have listened uh, better. Yes. Okay. So in Doom 2, you can play a level modeled after Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. You said real. It is real. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, you can shoot members of Seinfeld. (laughs) I felt like that was a given. Yeah. So, in NBA 2K14, you can play as the Space Jam team. Bugs, Jordan, Borky, Pig, Daffy Duck. You said real. Of course it's real. Of course it's real. Yeah. It's ugly, but it's real. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just say we're not going to be asking for a real-life Bugs Bunny series. Yeah, and finally, a Pikmin hack on PC makes it multiplayer, where warring Pikmin tribes consume one another. You said real. Um, I have no idea if there's a hack on Pikmin on PC, and I definitely do not believe anyone could make it multiplayer. It is so <laughs> Oh, no! Yes. <laughs> so... You guys got two out of six. No, I, I think Pikmin's at multiplayer. It's definitely split screen. There's Alamar, and then there's that skinny dude with the blue antenna instead of the red antenna. So Waluigi. it's already multiplayer. Well, it might just be on Pikmin 3, because I looked it up, and it definitely exists for Pikmin 3. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, Wait, the multiplayer exists for Pikmin 3, or the PC hack? The multiplayer. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I have no idea if the community's made a PC hack of that game. But I do know what friends would get it if they did. <laughs> so, this brings us to our next uh, point of interest, and that is the philosophical. 
Adam, you have a good philosophical thing that we can noodle over uh, in, according to video game lore. Uh, yeah, um, so this one's a, a, a little bit more of a, a meta question, but um, here's the philosophical question. Over a 10-year span, would you rather your favorite game studio produce one masterpiece game every five years? So like in that 10-year span, they release two games that are masterpieces. Or over that 10-year period, would you rather them release um, five games, one great, one good, one average, one okay, and one bad game? Ooh. So you're asking if I want Metroid or Call of Duty. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think as a as a philosophical question, I think it also kind of expands into that exactly what you just said, right? Like do you prefer your game studios to produce you know, the the Metroid level games every couple of years or uh, or, or do you are game studios, you know, producing stuff? Just you know, just normal, average stuff. You know, like I, you know, if every game studio did the Metroid route, we'd we'd run out of video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but what do you guys think? What What would you prefer? <sighs> well, I guess maybe the 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 best place to start is maybe what's your favorite game studio? So. Do I have a favorite video game studio? I Maybe mean, a franchise. I don't know. Interplay doesn't make Clay Fighters because Interplay doesn't exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, you know, they, they all the game studios. Like, I only know the major ones, like Capcom, and I know you know Activision. I have to okay. say, like. The best, like, down the road, like, makes the best, most decent version of every genre would be Ubisoft. I know some people are like, ew, Ubisoft, you know. Um, but I'd have to, I have to say, like, they, they make the most decent version of every genre. Like, their platformer is Raymond. That's decent. Their first-person shooter is Rainbow Six. That's decent. Um, but then again... They make games like every year or they update games every year. And there's so many of those games I don't want to play. But on the other hand, if Clay Fighters came out with with crap every year, I'd still buy it because, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. Okay, okay. Well, what if... Okay, so we'll, we'll take Clay Fighters. What if the studio was like, okay, we'll make two games out of ten years. Would you rather that? Would you rather have, you know, you know, five games worth of content? Well, that's the other thing, is Clay Fighters did wait five years, and both games were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it had a third result? I didn't plan on that one, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's really funny. Oh, oh, oh I'm crying. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Oh.
I, uh, I think there's something to be said about like five years kind of feels like the perfect time to wait. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, that's just enough. Um, usually the companies that do make you wait are the uh, ones that forget like they're really, really good franchises that you really want. Like, man, I, I want Eternal Darkness um, to be on the new consoles so bad. Um, you know, that's the GameCube game no one's talking about. But I, but I have to say that, like, games that come out every year are usually chock full of content. So while they may be boring and uninspired, there's usually something you can do on them. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, you know, for... And I, I might be... Uh, th- this might be an example for, for me, Is funnily enough. So Respawn Entertainment, which, ironically, I think is also uh, going to be releasing a, a Star Wars game, and um, they've done the maybe two games in, you know, maybe not a decade, but at least five or six years apart between Titanfall and Titanfall 2, and then also now going to uh you know to release apex in doing you know new content yearly if not quarterly um yeah i mean i i know i i know a lot of people will say that like titanfall 2 is a a masterpiece of fps gaming um mm-hmm. and you know, Apex is, you know, among the top dogs. Um, but, you know, would it, I think I got to agree. I think I would rather have less content and <laughs> um, get more masterpieces or like two. I'd rather have quality than quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, my opinion's pretty similar to Adam, just like looking at the games that I play, I I tend to not like games that you only put in uh only a, a twenty hours into. Um like I've I was talking about this recently to some of uh, our friends, Adam, but I've spent what was it, just over a month um uh, playing in game of League of Legends since season seven. Um and I've been playing it since season two. <laughs> um then same thing with Skyrim. I've been playing it pretty consistently up until like two or three years ago, uh since it was released. Um I've obviously Adam and I just started playing Apex uh what five months ago at this point mm-hmm. uh five six months ago and we've already put in a couple of hundred hours into the game um yeah, i wanted to talk to you guys about that it's getting a little <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um and and like those are all like the the big hitters from me mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i tend to like playing games for the for the long term uh rather than uh like getting my my uh my hit here and there but at the same time um uh, think i try 
tend to think of entertainment like, oh, hey, I'm going to go out and watch a movie. That's going to be like, uh, what, seven to ten bucks for a ticket and then another ten bucks for popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like 20 bucks and I get, uh, what, two hours of entertainment. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, uh, it, as long as I uh, think I get the my money's worth, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. See, I have to put a huge depends. If I'm in love with the series, we'll say Clay Fighters. If some genius made a yearly Clay Fighters installment, um, I would probably be on board just because I'm hoping that, it, like, in this scenario, it's doomed to fail. But I would just, I would hope against hope that this game would have something that would make me want it. Mm-hmm. But if it's like some some game, like the, the you know, like a Call of Duty or a Halo that you know I never really had a good relationship with, um, putting out one a new one each year isn't going to win me over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was, well, I I just kind of, uh, uh, what was the word I was going to use? I know, I, I exposed myself by saying I played League, but, like, you can look at Riot Games. Like, they have, they have what, five, four games? Mm-hmm. And they're all really good games, from what I understand. Valorant, Riot, um, League of Legends, whatever their Hearthstone port's called. Um, no, three games then. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're all bangers. Yeah, that's a new tactic. You come out with a game and then you update it yeah. for ten. And oh yeah, you, that becomes its own sequel in a way. Oh yeah, I'm sure the oh. original League of Legends looks nothing like the one we have today. Oh, it's ugly it's so bad man even right. like uh from three years ago yeah um, no it's a little longer than that it might have been four years ago uh when we got our new map um it like even between that till now like it's a completely different looking game wow mm-hmm well, Adam, are you satisfied with our answers? Yeah, yeah, I I definitely am, and I don't know if there's a there's a right answer. I, I agree with both of you guys oh, yeah. on a lot of the a lot of those points. I, there are some mm-hmm. companies that I'm like, yeah, like the people that make Kingdom Hearts, like yeah, of course, give us one every couple of years. Uh, but then there are some companies that I'm like, Fortnite, sure, go ahead, just keep it coming. Um, <laughs> and um, and and like I said, I think that there are there are um, the the video games video games need need both yeah absolutely you have your comfort game and then you you have your other games you have your game that you play competitively which you always need updates for right. <laughs> okay all right so finally we're going to our show and tell and today on show and tell is uh Dan, I, I see you brought a shoebox. I I did. Can you uh, please can you please tell us what's in the shoebox? Uh it's a pair of Nike Air Forces. 
Um, you know, it's it's the white ones, not the uh it's it's the good ones. I know nothing of shoes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one with the lace. Um, yes. <laughs> um but anyways, in, in my shoe box um is a game series called Monster Hunter. Uh Mike alluded to it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this game is uh another game that's near and dear to my heart. Um I uh always liked watching like YouTube videos of it and uh like when Twitch first came out I would watch Twitch playthroughs of it. Um mm. so I I would uh do that when I couldn't get my hands on a Monster Hunter game. Um but uh let me go into a little bit of explaining what Monster Hunter is. Uh the first game came out in 2004. Uh, it's an action adventure RPG uh, game that has uh, like frame management um, action in it. Uh, so think similar to the Soulsborne games, but it's come out before Soulsborne, so it's the precursor to Soulsborne, however you want to call uh-huh. it. Um, and it's a more uh fantasy it's not dark fantasy like the soulsborne games are and i'm i'm definitely gonna uh trigger a couple of the the soulsborne and monster hunter uh gamers but you know what you gotta talk about what's popular and uh what's upfront in that genre like if you think action rpg like monster hunter as much as i love it it's not nearly as big as like the elder scrolls or not elder scrolls uh as elden ring uh or like any of the other soulsborne games uh what was it uh dark souls 3 got uh game of the year something uh pretty recently or Um, game of all time i think yeah greatest game of all uh yeah it was uh voted the greatest game of all time yeah i actually think it was the first dark souls because of what it accomplished. Something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because... Uh, anyways, but because uh, Dark Souls is like the forefront of uh, that action RPG frame management, like memorizing boss attack patterns, like... Uh, but that's that's what Monster Hunter is, but it's more of a fantasy you're fighting. Uh, it's not dark fantasy like Dark Souls is. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, uh, just for an overview, uh, the game is center around, uh, generally centered around a up-and-coming hunter, uh, which is you. Uh, and the focus of the game is to fo- uh, work your way up through the wank- rankings and become the number one hunter in the world. Uh, the way you get that is by uh, completing quests in the village uh, through the village elder or through the adventurer's guild. Uh, or whatever that particular game has set up. Um, and there are three types of quests that you can do. Uh, you can hunt um, a specific monster or um, a series of monsters. Um, a capture uh, quest, which is capturing a or a series of monsters. Uh, or gathering materials quests like mining or collecting herbs or honey or whatever. Uh, mm. And there are difficulty ratings uh, that uh, I think in the 
most recent game is one through eight or ten or something. Um, and you get rewards that are um, better and better the more difficult the uh, the quest is. Yeah. Um, and it's also, even from the beginning, a very online multiplayer-centric game. Um, it's a exponential um, bonus to the resources and rewards you get for completing quests. So if it's only you, you get a small amount of rewards. But if there's two people in, you get like three times the amount of rewards uh, and it's up to four players and you get a monstrous, just massive amount of rewards. If you have a full team. Uh, Interesting. And Oh yeah. Um, and it, the, the game does get harder. The more people you have uh, basically monster does a little bit more damage, has more health, has more armor, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And there are, uh, in the at the beginning, uh, in the first game, there are, were seven weapons that you could use, which is a sword and shield, greatsword, lance, hammer, dual sword, a light bow gun, and heavy bow gun. And uh, since then, they've added a couple of other weapons uh, called the switch axe, um, the long sword, the um, oh, I'm forgetting them. Uh, there's two more than I'm forgetting. Uh, a few others. There's a total of thirteen. Uh, Laser gun. Most... <laughs> oh, uh, there's a bow that you can use. Uh, but uh, anyways, you can switch between uh any of those weapons that you want in between quests, and there's no like skill points or anything or strength requirements or whatever. Uh, for uh your weapons, the way that your character gets stronger is by crafting uh, bigger and better weapons and armor. Um, and you get better weapons and armor by capturing and killing monsters or collecting resources, uh, like I said earlier, by like mining and uh, collecting bones or whatever and harvesting monsters. Um, and th the armor bonuses that you get... Uh, are like fire resistance, better armor, or um, there's a perk that lets you eat consumables faster or drink potions faster. Or mm -hmm. you don't get uh, stunned by monsters screaming in your ear. Mm. And those bonuses get exponentially better uh, with set bonuses, usually. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, it's a hoarder's delight um it's actually a very um encouraged in the game you have a bank that lets you have i think it's four pages of like 40 slots each page um of resources that you can have um so like at the beginning of the game you can only buy a regular potion but if you want to have a mega potion you have to craft it uh, which is a potion with other uh, resources. Or if you want an item that gives you additional defense or strength, uh, there's two items that you can craft and hold inside of your inventory. Uh, yeah, so, so it's, it's... You're saying not much to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, not much. Yeah. Uh, so, and when you, I... Yeah, well, I was just gonna gonna throw in the PC element of here. You have the PC version of this. Yes, so I have. 
Is it ridiculous on on keyboard? Unmanageable? Most people would say you should use the gamepad. Um, I use a mouse and keyboard because I'm too lazy to buy a gamepad uh, <laughs> or a controller. Um, and I've just kind of gotten used to using a keyboard. Because um, like I said, I played a lot of League of Legends growing up. Uh, I played... Uh, Red Alert, uh, which we talked about earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I I played uh, a lot of games on the computer. So I'm more used to using a mouse and keyboard than I am a uh, controller. Uh, but the only controller that there's three controllers I'm used to using uh, and no one ever uses them anymore because it's a GameCube controller, a N64 controller, and a Wiimote. Those are the only controllers I'm used to using. <laughs> Right. And that's where the game became popular is on those controllers. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, the most recent one, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, the computer port came in last summer, uh, spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I played a lot of Monster Hunter World, which came out uh, two or three years ago on the computer. And then the Iceborne expansion. Right, and there's right. a there's an expansion from Rise that's just coming out too. Actually, it should have just came out a few days ago, I think. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. So what I'm hearing is it's an arcade beat 'em up where you button bash um, and just try to make it to the end of the level. Um. <laughs> That's what yes. Monster Hunter fans hate to hear. <laughs> so yes I- and no. Um, well, so for your quest, you have a set time limit. Uh, usually it's 40 minutes, 45 minutes uh, to complete whatever the mission is. Um, and usually that is more than enough time. Uh, like there was a mission that I went through with uh, our buddy Sam. Um, and in 45 minutes, we killed... Uh, one big monster, a bunch of little monsters, and then the the quest monster that we had to kill. Oh wow! Yeah, I got uh, so, yeah. So I got the the Monster Hunter Ultimate Three for the 3ds, mm-hmm. and I really tried to get into it, but then I quickly learned that my two the two things I hate the most are time limits and bosses. <laughs> it gave me so much yeah. anxiety. Like, Yeah, the Monster Hunter, after you get through the middle of early game, it's all boss fights. Yeah. So I had to, I had to pass. If I did do multiplayer, I'd be making you do all the work. <laughs> well, that would work out because I have, at this point high level gear for the early game yep you'd be the reason i'm winning
there's clasps. Um, And into their oh, monster hunter. Oh, I think Adam might have went to work. Hello, Adam. Hello? There you are. I was like talking, and nothing was happening. <laughs> oh no! Oh, um, no for uh. I totally, I totally lost track of what happened. Hit me, hit me with the question again. <laughs> so we're talking about Hello Kitty Roller Rescue. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Or right. we're talking about Monster Hunter. And right. uh, what are your thoughts on this game? So the reason that I love Monster Hunter and the reason that I love, um, that I love these kind of entry JRPGs um, is the how connected um the world is into these games like when this dropped everyone was playing these and uh, i really do feel like each console has um an rpg to its name like nintendo has zelda Mm -hmm. Uh, sony has you know final fantasy and it you know now has horizon zero dawn xbox has you know zelda uh, zelda has um you know all the bethesda titles and really, for the PC, I, I feel like this uh, this can be uh, the argument made um, for uh, for that because it really kind of plays into everything that makes the Monster Hunter great: the ability to trade on a world stage, the ability to to play on a world stage, and um, I think that really reflected in the title that they released, Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Now, if you had this on PS4, Switch, or Xbox. You would have to buy their gold internet package to play it, right? So the Steam would be the only one you could play for free. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Interesting. So that's another reason to get it for PC. I'm sure it looks a lot better than the Switch version. I mean, I think that might be just a given. Yeah, that right. It also depends on your computer specs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. But you know, it, it's it really is you know, it, and it, it it captures a a part of the market too that I think just doesn't doesn't really exist. Like there's there's not a whole lot of games that have you know everything that Monster Hunter has. Like Zelda has some of the item and hunting selections, um, but it doesn't have the online play. Bethesda has the online play. But it doesn't have like the the rating, um, you know, so on and so forth. So I, I really do think it's a, it's a special niche in the market. Yeah. Now, I love the idea that you can just walk out in the wild and hack away at a large dinosaur. <laughs> um, and usually, I'd be jumping at that. Where I got frustrated is the weapon sharpening, um, mm-hmm. and the healing. Now I had. Uh, now the 3DS controls um, are 
are limited. So maybe it was that. But, uh, you know, any final thoughts on this Monster Hunter? Okay. Uh, and so off of that, the the uh, Monster Hunter Rise has kind of put a fix to that. Uh, you have unlimited sharpening stones, uh, and you also get really? a giant dog. Yeah. Uh, so you can sharpen as many times as you want in a... Uh, in a quest, and you don't have to get more uh, whetstones. Uh, and you get a giant dog that you can ride around on. Uh, so if you your sword, you know, gets damaged or whatever, uh, and you need to get out of dodge, uh, you can call your dog over. Uh, and as you're running around the, the the monster, you can be sharpening your weapons. You can be drinking potions. Um, there's also a thing called a wire bug that got introduced, which gives you a little bit more mobility. Uh, so you can uh, dodge away. Uh, it's like a grappling hook up into the sky. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, I think that uh, Monster Hunter Rise is definitely the uh, the the biggest and best uh, Monster Hunter that came out. Uh, there's also the Monster Hunter Try, um, like the way that they finished that era of Monster, or not Try, Monster Hunter Ultimate. Um, mm-hmm. f- the way that they finished that era of Monster Hunter with the um, the the Praying Mantis being the, the final boss and uh, the, the epic mech fight that the Praying Mantis pulls together uh, just concludes that era of Monster Hunter just beautifully. Then uh, going forward into Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter um, Rise, uh, just does a, a great job of just bringing together uh, the the Monster Hunter player base together. Going forward into a bigger and better direction. Excellent. Well, you had me at praying mantis in a mech. Anyways, that. Uh, is the end of our second episode and I really hope you liked it I hope you check us out on uh, the 180 fun discord or our twitch channel we'd love to have you so uh, any final goodbyes my co-buds I'm going to come back and win next week yes you are come back kid and just remember you can lock up any zoo and set the, the lions free. Amen. <laughs> Especially Amen in your to heart. that, Darth Jar Jar. Yes. Yeah, Darth Jar Jar. All well, right. We'll I've see. been Mike. I've been Adam. And I've been Catalytic Converter Dan. Amen. Amen. Mwah.